Hello and welcome to the Curiosity Chronicle, a weekly podcast where I provide actionable ideas to help you build a high-performing, healthy, wealthy life. Today's podcast is brought to you by AG1 by Athletic Greens, my all-in-one daily supplement. Seriously, this stuff replaced an entire cabinet of supplements for me in a one daily scoop. To find out why, go to drinkag1.com slash sahil and take advantage of a limited time offer. Now, on to today's piece. The Art and Science of Conversation Anthropologist Margaret Mead was reportedly once asked by a student what she thought of as the earliest sign of civilized human society. The student anticipated a response about tools, cave paintings, or other ancient artifacts, but Mead took the question in a different direction. She explained that the remains of a healed, broken femur were the first sign of civilized human society. Why did the anthropologist hold this seemingly obscure human skeletal remain in such high regard? The human femur is the longest bone in the body, connecting the hip to the knee, and is particularly important for our survival in the wild. It also requires a notoriously long healing period from a fracture, sometimes up to 10 weeks. Mead reasoned that, in the wild, pre-civilized societies that marked our early human ancestors, a broken femur was a death sentence. Without any value to the clan, the injured individual was left behind to starve or be eaten. In contrast, a healed femur indicated that the individual had been cared for, its health and safety looked after by others. This, she believed, was the sign of civilized society. The human desire and need for connection, love, cooperation, and support is what allowed us to survive and thrive. But in a world with technology providing more connectedness but less connection, a lot of people feel more isolated than ever before. Our connection muscle has atrophied. To fight back, we need to revive a seemingly lost skill, the art and science of conversation. The Principles of Connected Conversation The skilled conversationalist can take many different forms, extrovert or introvert, theatrical storyteller or prudent fact deliverer, giver or taker. The point here is that your natural predisposition does not make or break your ability to become a skilled conversationalist. The extrovert who constantly runs away with conversations and doesn't let the other person get a word in is just as challenged as the introvert who refuses to create forward momentum with active listening or progressions. The goal is to make the most of our natural skill sets and become the best conversationalists we can be. Here are four core principles of connected conversation that anyone, regardless of natural disposition, can use. 1. Create doorknobs. I once read a great article by an improv artist who referred to the concept of doorknobs in conversations. Most questions are like a stop sign. They invite an answer that naturally ends the conversation. Doorknobs are questions or statements that invite the other person to open them and walk through. They invite the other person to start telling a story. A question, where did you get married, becomes a doorknob. How did you decide on the wedding venue? The question will more likely than not lead to a conversation stop when the person responds with a location. The doorknob will more likely than not lead to a story. Every story offers new opportunities for you, as the listener, to attach to a point and further the connection and discourse. Doorknobs create stories. You should create the doorknobs. Principle two, be a loud listener. In a recent New York Times opinion piece, David Brooks referred to the idea of loud listening. 
Loud listening can take many forms, but it is generally defined by the actions of the listener to let the speaker know that they are being heard and felt. Sounds, saying yes, uh uh-huh, or hmm, to signal listening and encourage continued energy from the speaker. Facial expressions, changing facial expressions to react physically to the story being told. Body language, forward lean posture towards the speaker signals engagement and positive energy. Never turn away or sideways, as it signals you are trying to leave a conversation and immediately hurts the energy of a moment. We've all been in a conversation where it becomes very clear the other person is uninterested in who we are or what we have to say. We know that feeling. Don't create it for others. Note, most importantly, you should train yourself to be genuinely interested in everyone you meet. You can learn something from literally anyone. Principle three, repeat and follow. Active listening leads directly into the repeat and follow method, repeating key points back to the speaker in your own words and following on with an additional insight, story, or doorknob. This is an opportunity to relay the things you agree or disagree with to the speaker and show the engaged listening. It builds conversational momentum and cements connection. Principle four, make situational eye contact. Eye contact is nuanced. Too little and you look shifty. Too much and you look psychotic. I like situational eye contact. Deep and connected while they speak. Organic while you speak. It's okay to gaze off while you think, but use eye contact to emphasize key points and moments in a story. If you focus on those four core principles, you'll immediately improve your overall ability as a conversationalist. Specific Conversation Tactics Here are a set of great doorknobs that I like to use in conversations. Choose a few to incorporate in your toolkit and use them the next time you're in an unfamiliar social or professional situation. I'd recommend thinking about your own response to these topics, as you will likely encounter situations where the person flips them on you to get the conversation moving. Conversation starters. What are you most excited about right now, personally or professionally? What was your favorite or least favorite thing about your hometown? What's the origin of your name? Why did your parents give you that name? What was the most interesting thing you've read or learned recently? What was the best movie or show you've watched recently? What characteristics made it so compelling to you? What's been making you smile recently? If you had an entire day to yourself with zero responsibilities, how would you spend it? Conversation developers. What do you remember as some of the more formative moments of your life? What made them so formative? What do you feel you've changed your mind on recently? If you could have dinner with three to five people from any point in history, who are you choosing and why? What has been something you've purchased for under $100 that has really made a big difference in your life? Tell me more about how you escape or unwind. What is the kindest thing anyone has ever done for you? These are in no particular order, but they've all been effective and led to deep connection with new and old friends in my life. Give them a shot and let me know what you think. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, storyteller or a fact deliverer, we all have the potential to be great conversationalists. Mastering the art and science of conversation will pay off professionally, but more importantly, personally, as it leads to the meaningful connections that provide new texture and richness to life. Use the four core principles and specific tactics above to get started on your journey to becoming a master conversationalist. 
That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something, and I hope you'll share it with others. As always, until next time, stay curious, friends.